Welcome to Going Green, podcast number five. We're looking today at lithium, our sort of quest for power. So lithium batteries are one of those major things that are all to do with renewable energy. And without a lithium battery, I think we can say goodbye to renewable. I'm Philip. (laughs) This is Paul. Paul is a chemist and he's done a lot of work on battery technology and some lithium batteries as well. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where because it's the the lithium-ion battery is a Nobel Prize, we have to study it because, of course, it was revolutionary in its discovery. So that, that that's that's where I come in from. But, you know, batteries have been around for ages. You know, we, we, you hear about this lovely thing called the Baghdad battery, which was, you know, I don't know when that was found, but that was a good sort of BC uh, when it was found. Yeah, I, I think the first battery that I know of is Daniel's battery, the Daniel cell. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and, and what is a battery? Well, it's it's just a, a chemi- chem- chemical store of electrical energy, really. But I do this with students and I ask them, what is a battery? And we get to talking about things like a lemon battery. And they think it's all to do with lemons or potatoes. But it's not, is it? No, it, it, well, the answer is it's it's the uh, the potential difference of two compounds exchanging electrons, and all we're doing is basically instead of just connecting the two, we're just passing those electrons through a circuit. So it really is, I find, having two different metals, yeah, two different reactive metals. One. Well, let's go for the old history case, you know, the the typical, you know, the acid-lead battery, which effectively was just a a lead-nickel battery, which, of course, you know, lead is one metal, nickel is the other, and the acid was, you know, a acid, you know, something like, um, not hydrogen peroxide, but... um, Hydrochloric. Hydrochloric acid, but it wasn't, it was probably sulfuric. Sulfuric acid, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's your two difference. And then we move through. You, you are saying, all right, lithium iron. What's that one? Well, it actually is lithium and cobalt. And, and, the, and the juicy bit in the middle, well, that's just basically a, a boring compound that absorbs either the cobalt iron or the lithium iron. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it's not fancy in all regards. It's the potential difference between the the metals so a lithium battery is just um an improvement upon the old what was the zinc carbon battery you have a positive and negative but they've got something that can be a little bit more positive and a little bit more negative and so it can sort of get more bang for its buck yeah well we, the the term you call those is actually power density that that's the that's the phrase you talk about in that regard and the one of the crucial thing is the lithium ion battery its power density is probably three times that of the you know the battery you were talking about the zinc carbon zinc carbon i was going to say nickel carbon that was wrong that's why i didn't <laughs> yeah. say it um but because of that it is seen as this sort of revolution. You know, you think it's what it goes in phones, it goes in, you know, pockets, you know. 
you know, pockets. I like that. Yeah, well, phones, but torches, anything that's going to use a battery. Uh, I know for my electric drill, I've moved away from one that plugs into the mains, and I just have it now on a lithium-ion battery. Yeah, and and the storage is, is the critical part. Yeah, you know, it is great. They're long term. Well, not, I mean, we're talking years, not sort of centuries, you know, but they can store the power for a long time. And, you know, they're relatively safe. Now, that one always surprises me um, because I have told you this story before that I went uh, scuba diving off the coast of Croatia and uh, I had to take my uh, contact lenses out. And so I can't see terribly well and I'm going underwater and I'm holding my camera in its waterproof case. And um, that's about the length of as far as I could see. And I collided with a rock. Now, the camera case cracked, water seeped in and water, when it reaches lithium, it's exciting because what happened was the camera, well, precisely the battery was now on fire so i'm underwater holding a plastic case that's leaking and inside there is a fire going yeah and it's caused by the water well yeah i know i i, I when i said it was relatively safe i, I you know you know one of the major causes of these these battery fires is either the in improper use of the battery or it's something gone wrong with the casing or the, the, that's actually made opened it up to the atmosphere because they have to be this is why they're sealed in you know and they has to be disposed of not in an uh a nice atmosphere or a water or oxygen based atmosphere they have to be done in yeah. special yeah. when i do experiments with the alkali metals the students find it interesting that we have a little sort of fire sometimes caused by these alkali metals and when you put them out with water which i do because we've got a very tiny amount and we put a little bit of water on there they're amazed to see more sparks but i said well there but we put it in the water and it was reacting so lithium and water don't get on don't lithium be. and air don't get on very well when i take a nice piece of lithium and i cut it immediately that lithium changes from that silvery color to the sort of a darker gray well, color yeah well, well that's because it's oxidizing but you know that's why lithium was chosen in the lithium iron was because of how reactive it was it, it, it rather good you know it's got that potential but it's not the it's got the potential it can actively give out that potential, you know, we're reacting it, and which is why it's a great source of power, because it wants to get rid of that power, you see. But, you know, you move on through the cases of sort of these batteries, and you know, global, and sort of moving away, but what's the impact of having these new lithium batteries? Because I know the recycling of a lithium battery is a very complex process, one that evolves without atmosphere, you know, without the water in the air. But it's not only that, it's also related to the cobalt in the battery. And cobalt's pretty nasty. It's, it's not... It's toxic. It's toxic, you know, it, it's all right. But, you know, and so 
now we've got lots of batteries that have been recycled, but of course, where do you put, say, the leftover material? All this cobalt or lithium. Can you put them back in and make new batteries from them? Well, no, not, not really. It's one of those things where, you know, you can technically process it, but it's it's more it's yeah you know, it's worth it not worth it in regards to you can just dig up more lithium from the ground which unfortunately you know it, it's one of those things where the the economics of the system doesn't match what is actually could happen well there are, there are huge deposits of lithium in well where you've been australia but also chile and argentina but it's expensive to extract um it uses an awful lot of water and it's generally fairly environmentally unfriendly. But there's been news very recently about lithium deposits found in Cornwall, right down sort of the bottom of Cornwall. And what they've been doing there is they've actually made their first lithium carbonate. And what they do is they make the lithium from the lithium carbonate. And they've worked out there's now large Cornish reserves of lithium. And it's quite good lithium. Um, from that, I mean, it's fairly environmentally friendly uh they've been looking at uh we're watching on the news uh this sort of digging down into cornwall to try and get the geothermal uh heat and with that water that's coming out in the mines they're finding 260 milligrams of lithium per liter that's and that's lot. That's and that's pretty good. That that's that's quite high, and it's flowing out at forty to sixty liters per second. So that means that we've got sixty times two hundred and sixty milligrams of lithium per second. That's, that, that's quite a fair rate. I hadn't appreciated it was that sort of. And that means you're making. Uh, was it a a battery for a phone's going to want a few grams of uh, lithium, so they make they could, in theory, with that, make a phone battery every two or three seconds. They've got enough lithium to do that. Well, yes. So demand is soaring for batteries. Well, and we've now got this big supply in well, this country, so we're not going to have to go out to places like Chile and Argentina, which aren't really environmentally friendly ways of trying to do this. No. Now, recently we were overtaken um, by a Tesla, and it just zoomed past us as we were pootling in the inside lane at, uh, well, we were doing 70 miles an hour, so I don't know how fast the Tesla was going. How much lithium is in a Tesla car battery? Well, it's it's probably just a single lithium battery. Well, I've, no, for the car, how uh, much? The whole, or, or all of it? Yeah, it's, it's probably like three kilos or something. Twelve. I was surprised. It was twelve kilos of lithium go into one Tesla. Wow, and yeah. that's going to last several years. Yeah, exactly. It, it's one of those things. It, it's it's long term. It's it's mentally, but you know. You just think of a, a single cell. You know how much does a single cell use? 
And it's bizarrely, it's something like, it's like three grams. Yeah. And how many cells does a Tesla battery have? Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, and you just scale it up, and it, it's, it's simple. But, you know, so it's no problem in that regard to, yes, it's a lot, but it's a lot, you know. What we don't talk about is that, yes, we've managed to find this um, sort of lithium hiding in sort of the streams in Cornwall. But what they don't tell you is they've also found an awful lot of cobalt there. Cobalt's one of those common metals that you can almost dig it up anywhere. Well, yes, but more importantly, there hasn't been much use for it. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is why it's sort of, yes, you can dig it up everywhere, but... You know, but the same actually was said of the um, the lithium. The lithium was a nuisance uh, for all these uh, copper tin miners down in Cornwall. That uh, all this lithium has been coming out for the last two, three hundred years out of these mines. They haven't wanted it, and now it's becoming a, a valuable resource. Well, there you go. But we've got supplies here in this country of cobalt and nickel of course you use nickel as well in these uh, lithium batteries as well just yeah it's, it, it's one of those things you could use the electrodes of something it, it so it, it's you know yes you do use nickel but the nickel is not actually used in the electrochemical process yeah it's just used to help make the battery it's used it? to help make the battery so you, you so we, you still need it but we 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 do need it's one of those some things sort where, of you know you could probably swap out that nickel electrode and things like that as opposed to but that revolves but we in... have got plenty of nickel yeah now sort of it's one of the most abundant of the metals that uh, we've got it so in this country we're now doing pretty well we've got a good supply of lithium we've got a good supply of the cobalt and Hopefully, this is going to be a good, clean-ish way for the environment of trying to generate uh, lithium carbonate and from lithium carbonate, making lithium for batteries. So, Paul, why do we need lithium batteries? Why not use magnesium batteries or aluminium batteries or something else? Well, it's it's all about the, the electrical potential and, and lithium very small, but it wants, to, as I say, wants to get rid of its its transfer of electrons. It wants to get rid of these things, and so all we're doing is trying to make it have uh, um, to do it, you know, to make it more stable in regards yeah. to its chemistry. So lithium is sort of one plus. I know that from my periodic table. It's in group one. It's got one electron. It's trying to get rid of. But you say that, but magnesium's two. It's but, two plus, and then aluminium's three. You know. But, so wouldn't a magnesium battery also be a good one to have well the the answer is yes it would be absolutely more because of course you get would get more bang for your buck you wouldn't and it, it's one of those things where you wouldn't get say two volts instead of one you will get one volt for twice as long so effectively you know you're pushing more power through over a longer period of time so and aluminium again would be aluminium three. be three so three times as long so that, that that's the scale of which is happening but so, why, why aren't we doing it? Well, can, have you found a way of doing it yet? No. 
This and is I, the... I know you were looking at some of the research on some of this and trying to get a magnesium battery it... to work, although it would be more environmentally friendly. More friendly, all these sorts of things. It's difficult. They need the research. It needs to be happening. Whereas, you see, lithium, you know, how is the lithium battery discovered? Or more precisely, how was the lithium battery made commercially or, or started commercially? Right? Well, I'm afraid you know the you've asked that question, I've asked and, the you question. Know, and you know the answer to well, that. Well, it was one. the it was the Nobel Prize um, winner. The I think it was the Japanese. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. I should be um, ashamed of myself for for saying so. But he approached um, Sony, Sony, the big corporation, right? Yeah. And they make all sorts of electronics and things. And he said, I've got this new battery, but I need to, you know, make it worthwhile. I need to scale it up. So sort of, they were like, well, how can it work? So, and the answer is, it was the one introduced into, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the Tamagotchis, they're, they're little pocket, you know, things, yeah. you know, but it was something where the, he made a battery, they, you know, produce a plant that made bat small batteries to go in basically disposable toys. You know, for the things, and then it's stretched into their CD players because they had to have, you know, all these. Yeah, because little... that was when that was when the they started bringing out the little Walkman, wasn't it? The tape players, and all, all those sorts of things. You, know, you needed and, the batteries, and they needed the little batteries you see to go with them, because otherwise, you know. And this is where the seat, you know, things were going from tape, which were bulky, to CDs, you see, and they needed little batteries to go in them. And that's where they started producing them. And then everybody saw the light of this smaller and smaller technology going through, and they needed these batteries. And so that's how all the revolutionary started was, you know, it was, and that's how it got through, was because it was a small enough battery than the common nickel ones to go in small disposable things. And now, they, after a bit more research, they actually made it, Re not re uh, rechargeable shall i say not renewable that that's the difference isn't it really a lot of these lithium batteries come in sort of there there seem to be two types there is a sort of a lithium battery which you use like a normal aa battery cell i've got them in my security cameras yeah they and they last 15 times longer than a an manganese alkaline battery and that's supposed to last five times longer than the zinc carbon battery so these batteries in theory last a couple of years uh but that's an ordinary battery but there's also the rechargeable battery like in your mobile phone how are they different these ordinary batteries one use and the batteries that are rechargeable well it, it, it's all about so so it's the batteries have got the two metals and then we've got a nice uh thing in the middle to make sure they don't come into contact electrolyte yes but it's it's not quite it's not actually doing anything it's purely a separating and the critical thing is you can either make it a one-way or a two-way. As in, basically, you've got the interchange of electrons kind of flowing through. But, of course, you know, an iron, a metal iron has to escape to react. And, you know, and what happens is it jumps off the metal electrodes of the lithium metal onto this medium, mediocre, the medium um, thing in the middle. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah tongue twisted you know yes membrane and either the membrane 
holds it, in which case then it can't go any further. So then, or it can just take the electron and then release it back, or more as a hold it until you pump electron uh, electricity back through it, in which case then it jumps back across. So it's actually one of those things where it's all about whether or not you can transfer the electrons through this membrane or is it only a one-way system, which indicates this is why you so, the rechargeables. lithium-ion rechargeable batteries then are sort of the future. If we can power them or charge them by renewable means, wind power, um, yeah, solar, solar, or now possibly geothermal, yeah, then they're, they're, they're good because you can. This is the whole point. You can transfer these electrons back and forth, and see the metal just sits there and just either gains or loses one. It's not. And how long do these batteries last? Well, it, it's one of those things. Do they last forever? No, the, the unfortunately they don't, which is the sad thing. You know, once they go on the membrane, you know, you've got the likelihood of that pacific ion getting charged as in getting electron back but sometimes they don't so i i've got a funny phone i've got a rather nice sort of phone which is basically like a, a um it's an android pad and we noticed one day that this little pad was a little bit thicker than it used to be yeah and in fact the whole back then came off and you looked at the battery and you said to me well, yeah. So, so what what happens is at that membrane that you've got the 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 electron the lithium sticking onto it, and you, it either does go back or it doesn't, and then a new set of ions or lithium come up. Now it can either stick to the membrane or it can stick to the lithium that was stuck on the membrane, right? And then yeah, this happens, you know, thousands of times, and slowly lithium builds onto the surface, and so there's no surface for the this membrane to come into contact with it anyway and you called them dendrites so what happens is of course these, these lithium ions grow and they grow on this membrane and you know they grow because they're metallic and they grow crystalline structures and basically what they do is they grow i say fingers like almost like a snowflake but they're more uh like stalactites or stalagmites but you know we call them dendrites because obviously they're sticking out anywhere and so these fingers grow and they grow and then they might grow all the way to where the lithium metal electrode is and when that happens of course you've completed a circuit it doesn't need to have flow through the electrolytes it can just flow through the metal and then you've got a circuit or at least a short in the circuit so the battery then goes kaput and no more power because it's enclosed yeah so that, that that's the problem you see these things you know and so the battery actually swells swells so them are, uh these lithium polymer batteries aren't they they're they're actually quite i won't say they're soft but they don't have a sort of a, a hard, hard casing, casing around no them. they don't so you know you take basically you go from a sort of a metal metal sheet to suddenly a crystal of metal and crystalline metal is, of course, is a much larger structure than a sheet of metal, which is how these things expand. But they don't expand sort of nice and uniform, so that in the flat lay. No, they stick outwards from this membrane. I like flatly, yes. Well, new word. Yeah. New word, yeah. 
So that's how, unfortunately, they, they go. And it's sort of, you know, how do you stop them from building? Well, it's how do you stop them crystallizing? Um, is it looking after your battery? I know when we had the first rechargeable batteries, you had to drain them right down because of the memory effect. Lithium-ion batteries don't have this uh, memory effect, do they? N no, but yes. It's not as bad. It's, it's not as bad. Mean. It's not as bad at all. But the, the critical thing, of course, a way of, I say, stopping the dendrites, but a way of making sure the dendrites don't form is, of course, is to charge it up when the battery's low, because that, that makes all the lithium on the membrane go back to the electrode, and then drain it all so that it, it's full. Instead of having, if you charge it at 50%, you've got some on and some off. So it it's sort of this, this... But they suggest you don't run down lithium iron batteries to nothing don't they no but you you don't want to make it go zero or flat to then charge them back up you really want to make sure that sort of it got you know 10 or 5 percent charge left in that so it can charge back up but you know it's, it's like all right you're going on holiday what you know what charge level do you put say your your laptop battery or your phone battery for for long-term storage of you know for about a month or even three months what battery percentage do you leave your device at? I would have opted for something like about 60-70%. It's about that. Yeah, from from about 75 below, really. But you want to charge it, make sure it's 30 above. Because obviously, the, the charge or the usage, the battery drains fastest at 100%, but are then slowest at the lowest, which seems a bit you know easy. It actually doesn't do that. It actually, the slowest or the maximum output or the minimum output is during the 80 to 30% battery charge. And then it drains quicker at the end. So it drains quicker and then slowly and then quick. So if you can get it to drain slowly, you know, over the long term, slowly in the middle, that, you know, well, this is how the Tesla batteries work. And you see, you're, when you drive your Tesla, you're not draining all uh, you know one battery at a time you're draining all the batteries simultaneously simultaneously yeah. so they've got these and when you charge them up you're charging all the batteries simultaneously this is the help the long-term use then you know clever things have been noted about these things so you know that's how it works okay so there we are. We've had a little look at lithium batteries, where they come from now and how we use them. Next time on our podcast, we'll have a look at, I think, some uh, future food. Ooh. But uh, until then, thank you for listening to our podcast, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye from me. Right. Bye.